the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Ways. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Ways for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Ways using the promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle. Upon time today is Thursday, May the 11th. Uh, we are here to look at the Premier League action for Saturday, Sunday and Monday night. Uh, joining me, as always, uh, from Nottinghamshire is Mr Barry Penaluna. Barry, what's happening? Even welcome. All good here. How are you? Uh, well, this has been an absolute shambles, Buzz. Should we uh, should we tell the people what's happened? Why we're 10 minutes late? So, firstly, I'll tell you why it's been a shambles or why I thought I would be a shambles. I'm a little bit sleepy, Buzz. I pulled an all-nighter. I don't think I've pulled an all-nighter since the summer of love, 1998. Um, worked, Finished work at quarter past two this morning. Had two options, go to the hotel, have a little bit of sleep, or go home for five hours uh, and get home and have some sleep. So I gunned it home on the A1. A1 was shut, ended up in Birmingham. Uh, got back home this morning at five to eight. So I went a full, whoa, 20, 36 hours without any sleep. Um, so I'm a bit tired and emotional, Baz. Um, so we've already started the podcast once, although I wondered where you were. I thought you were late. Turns out I was sitting in the MLB podcast stream room for ages. Um, so I realised that mistake, eventually located you. We then started the podcast. I read all the ad reads and the introduction, realised I hadn't pressed broadcast, so I was actually just talking to myself. In the meantime, you disappeared because you'd x the box by mistake because you're an idiot. And uh, now, 10 minutes later, Buzz, uh, we've eventually made it on. So, uh, solid start of the evening. Here we are. Absolute shambles. Here we are. Oh, yeah, we're here. We're here, ready to handicap a full weekend of Premier League action. You'll be pleased to see the back of the European stuff, I assume. Although, you know. Uh, first two well, words I've written down are Euro shite. Let's, let's be honest. We're only two games in out of six. Yeah, that's what I mean. Four of them going on now. Um, I went one and one, so I'm all right. I'm in profit so far on the European. Yeah. Leagues, although I did go for goals tonight and we're 13 minutes in and they're all nil-nil. So, um, Well, once we caveated last week's show saying that I've got no idea what I'm talking about, I was quite happy with that. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little minute. Uh, what tomorrow else got to talk about? Oh, one episode of... Uh, Spider-Man pyjamas while I was in London, Baz. Uh, bloke there had the photo booth, Essex boy. Um, so I was talking to him. He had the David Beckham voice, like, uh, and then eventually he said, said you like football then? So I said, yeah, well, yeah, I like football. Uh, a Newcastle fan? I said, yeah, I'm a Newcastle fan. And he said, oh, I'm United. So I was like, all right, okay. So that was a massive red fire. Do you like this impression? It's very good, Baz, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad, it's not bad. He's hoping he's not listening. Uh, and then he said, he said, oh, you new, new cops, they're going very well at the moment. Um, what's happening with the takeover? So the takeover, that was, yeah, exactly. Uh, giant, bigger red flag could not have been waved. So, um, yeah, the takeover that famously went through 18 months ago and has enabled Newcastle with that Saudi blood money uh, to rise to third in the table. He was still wondering what the crack with that was. 
Uh, so that made me giggle just a little bit. Um, and uh, Bob's Cup final tomorrow, Bad Newcastle Benfield. Uh, half past seven kickoff. Oh, sorry, half past six kickoff at Newcastle United Academy. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting. We've all got to get shirt and tied up. He was, he was getting his shirt and tie tied on before for that. What what? Uh, Chloe's just qualified for a cup final as well. She had a semi final with the school team yesterday, which they went two nil down um, and nicked it in the last minutes, last kick of the game to win three two. Um, so yeah, famous famous win for her school team. They're into the final now. So yeah. That's brilliant. Now, I remember shouting at Bob and his two mates that the old, like, we came back from 2 0 down to win 3 2 about 18 months ago. And in the car on the way back, they just didn't seem that bothered. And I had to like pull the car over and say, listen, be more excited. This doesn't, this happens to you about four times in your life. Don't just brush it off. Don't just start talking about Fortnite and stuff like that. Like, you need to be more excited, start jumping around and going mad. Because you know, like 2 0 down, 3 0 up, I think that's the perfect turnaround, isn't it? As yeah, far as football turnarounds, that's the one, like. Yeah. So I bollocked them for not being happy enough yet. Uh, so that pleased them. Um, what else? Oh, um, Orange Lizards, any news? No, there's nothing arrived. Um, as I said on uh, Twitter afterwards, it does concern me because Helen is a proper pushover. Um, I mean, already quite a few of the high-ticket items on that list have arrived, have been purchased, and I'm like... Helen, where is all this money coming from? How much have you spent? Um, but yes, maybe spar. She listens to the show and she knows that you won a fortune last weekend. <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, no sign of any orange lizard as yet, but I'll keep you informed. I'm, Patrick, I'm Patrick I'm and uh, Pat Patrick Backus was quite um, quite interested in the orange lizard. Um, who's arrived? Slick Rick's here. Evening, Rick. How you doing? Uh, so yeah. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll talk Champions League in one second. Um, I will tell you about Shady Mays and Shady Ray and all the things that rhyme. Um, Shady May, you'll get an amazing 50% off your Shady Rays, but have a chance to win $500. Uh, Shady Ray's got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarised shades. Um, and the lost and broken replacements is brilliant too, even on day one. If you lose or break them, or if you just don't like them, then replace them, um, or you can return them, no questions asked. Um, for our international listeners, here we go, Baz, I reckon this is because you said something. Shady Race has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. But uh, go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses, then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Um, yeah, Champions League. I listened to the Man City game. Uh, Real Madrid won, Manchester City won. Listened to that in the van driving down on Tuesday. It sounded like a good game, Baz. I took Manchester City. Um, you took... What did you do? do City to score two or more. Yeah, um, on that one. but yeah, I think it was a decent game, wasn't it? And it's uh, nicely poised for the uh, second leg. Yeah, nicely set up for, for next week. Um, really, really good game. Um, two cracking goals. I did take De Bruyne from outside the box. Somebody put that up. <laughs> Lad J. J. Akotcha in the Discord put up uh, a pick for De Bruyne to score from outside the box. That, that came in. Um, 
he's also having a nightmare. He keeps posting bets in the Discord and saying, what do people think of this? And people sort of tell him, looks okay, crack on. Uh, and then they land and everyone says, well done, JJ. And he turns around and tells everyone he hasn't backed it. Oh, no. Uh, so it started with the Forest game. Of, um, who, whoever Forest were playing, he put up a builder bet. It was Forest to win uh, over two goals in the game and Danilo to score any time. It was an 18-1 bet builder. Um, I looked at it and thought, oh, that Danilo sounds... I like the look of that. So I just took the Danilo goal, 8-1. to one. But he put it up at 18-1. to one. It all came in. Sure enough, I said, JJ, great pick there. Like it. <laughs> uh, he, didn't, he didn't put it on. He said somebody told him Danilo wouldn't start. He fell asleep. Uh, oh, no. Missed this. So, um, and uh, missed. He's having a bit of nightmare. Uh, hopefully, uh, having a bit more luck this weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, it's been some good stuff in the Discord this week. Um Thing or someone in there put up a shout about it. <laughs> Doesn't help our Americans much because they can't get on it. England's uh, under 21 development league. Someone put a shout out for what first half goals. Um, and I think all but one game this week hit at least two first half goals. Um, and there's been loads of them where it's like four ones and five ones at half time. So there's been some. Different stuff put in there. Lenny was putting out some women's Super League stuff last night. And again, we got lots of goals in that. Uh, So there's a bit of variety and a few more people getting involved. There's a couple of my pals have joined the Discord this week. A couple of the fantasy football lads trying to get them to get involved and put their picks out, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah, good good stuff, everybody. As always, get in the Discord. It's good crack. Plenty of variety in there. Um, Give it a go. You had me wondering who Danny Lowe was then. Because you just you couldn't have said it in a more stupid English. Do you mean like Danilo? Danilo. Who's Danilo? I've never heard what? of him. Is it did they sign him from Burton Albion in the in the January window? Uh, but I Danilo. Yeah, uh, Lane's turned up. Lane, how you doing? Uh, Newcastle corners. I'm sure Bars. Newcastle's the first game we get to win the Prem, so I'm sure Bars will be firing into the corners. Um, AC Milan nil into Milan two. I picked AC Milan in hindsight, Baz. Everything I've said, everything I've read and seen. Um, this was a terrible, terrible pick. You picked Inter, which was the right pick. It turns out Inter are much, much better than AC Milan, Baz. But I didn't see that in any of the uh, any of the uh, information that I read. Nowhere, nowhere was it written down in big letters. Inter Milan are much better than AC Milan. Where was that if website? Listen, if you listen to my analysis, I told you they were higher in the league, they'd scored more goals, they'd conceded less goals, and they'd won the last two head-to-heads. Everything pointed into Milan. They were in better form. Um, and to be fair, they, they were good value for it as well. Uh, played some really, really good football. Uh, it was pretty one-sided. So, um, yeah, good good result for me. Six to four winner. Um my favourite Penaluna has turned up in the chat. Hello, it's the Dazzler. We love the Dazzler. Uh, by far the better of any Penalunas that you'll ever come across. Uh, big fan of Daz. Uh, Lane's asking if we can get on the NFL show, Baz. You might know a bit more about that than me. I'm an absolute chancer. And yeah. our NFL record is remarkably bad. We've spunked hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds down the years. Yeah, we're both both NFL enthusiasts. Um, I'd, I'd happily talk NFL with anyone. Like, um, so yeah, if Lane wants to put his petition in, he can do so. What, what more importantly, what the NFL show needs to do is try and get us some press passes for any of the build up to the UK games. Yeah, because uh, all the UK stuff's been announced this week. Um, so I will be at the UK games. I'll, I'll have tickets for the 
games at Spurs. Um, so yeah, plenty of plenty of interest in the NFL once the season starts. Right then, let's smash some Premier League stuff here. Um, Saturday at lunchtime um, is a game I will be at against my better judgment. Um, no one's talked me out of going yet. Uh, bear in mind my appalling away record. In fact, the only time I saw Newcastle win away from home in the league in my life was with Darren Penaluna uh, at Sheffield United. Do you remember that game? Do I? No, I broke me driver's car seat on the way back. I've no idea how that happened. Uh, yeah, Ryan Taylor, massive deflection. So if Darren can send some lucky thoughts, then, um, then we might get over the line here. It's the lunchtime kickoff, which is 12.30 our time, 7.30 Eastern time. Leeds United, Newcastle United. Leeds, 72, plus 350. The draw, 16 to 5, plus 320. Newcastle are 23 to 35, minus 150. I do not like anything about this, Baz. Uh, I do not like the nervousness it's creating in terms of me as a supporter. Um, I don't like the situation for Newcastle. I don't like either team's prices. I could have backed either team here um, at the right price. If Leeds were a bit bigger, if Leeds were 5-1, to one, I could have taken them. If Newcastle were closer to even money, I could have taken them. But I'm not taking either of them at these prices. Um, so Leeds have got the new manager, uh, Sam. Allardyce is in there. But he, his first game was at Manchester City last week so it's hard to know what they achieved because they could have got battered quite easily they actually um, they kind of got away with it and then scored later on so it looks like they did okay on paper I'm not sure if they did or not but like you say it's really hard to analyse actually what happened now we've saw this really recently with Leicester because Leicester appointed Dean Smith and his first game was away at Manchester United uh, Manchester City, sorry, they lost that one 3-1. And then they did get, we talked about this on the show, can you get the new manager bounce in the second game? And Leicester did. Uh, Leicester came back and won a home game, albeit only against Wolves. Uh, Newcastle, obviously a better side than Wolves. Um, Newcastle had a disappointing day last week against Arsenal. Didn't play too bad, um, but once it went to 1-0 down, um, Arsenal managed that game really well. So, this totally flies in the face of all the stats that we um, that we enjoyed and profited from last week, Baz. We liked first half goals last week. I'm actually not fading the first half goals because we can win. Um, but the lunchtime kickoffs, a little bit of a slow burner. This is going to be really tense, I think. Um, Leeds are going to be very defensive. I don't think they'll take many chances. I've gone for the half-time draw, Baz. Plus 140. So we could get first off goals because we could get a 1-1. Leeds could come flying out the traps maybe. Um, get ahead early and Newcastle call the way back. Something like that. I mean, I'm actually feeling the nil-nil at half-time. That, that was the angle I'm going for. But we have got some other options. Um, yeah, half-time draw plus 140. But I thought this was really hard, Baz. I don't know. I think as you said on the last show, I'm not sure how much we learned from the, the Leeds result last week, that 2-1 defeat against Man City. Well, the scoreline looks reasonable. The stats obviously tell a completely different story. We had just 19% possession, XG of 0.22. City, on the other hand, had an XG of 2.7, 81% possession, 18 shots on goal. It was a typically dominant City performance, albeit without the, 
dominant scoreline at the end of it. Um, they are and, and Leeds all without a win now in six. They've lost five of those six. Um, the home form doesn't offer much comfort. They conceded six at home to Liverpool. They conceded five at home to Palace. Um, so you know, no home comforts there. I know, as I say, the, the Allardyce effect. Who knows? It might it might stretch for a little while. But uh, we've talked before about the new manager bounce and how it's an absolute myth. Doesn't exist. Nobody uh, improves as a result of changing their manager at this time of the year. Um, I still think Leeds will go down. Uh, despite Newcastle being shut out last week against Arsenal. They are in good goal-scoring form generally, and I think they could they could definitely feast against this Leeds defence. I just don't think there needs to be too much concern for Newcastle after the Arsenal defeat. Uh, I think we played well enough, we created enough uh, for me not to be concerned here. Very much in the same way we didn't need to be too concerned after the Villa game. We went and followed that up with three wins off the bounce. We went into the Villa game in good form. We had a stinker. We bounce straight back. Um, and I can I think we can get straight back into our rhythm again here. Yeah. Let's not forget we've scored 13 goals in the three games prior to that Arsenal defeat. And now we're facing a lead side with no clean sheet in 11 games. So I'm I'm more comfortable. The only thing that makes me slightly uncomfortable is the fact you're in attendance. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Jinx. Uh, but I think Newcastle will win here. Uh, it's a little bit short, so I'm going to push it a little bit and take Newcastle to win and Newcastle to score two or more goals. So I'm ruling out the 1-0 win. Any other Newcastle win but a 1-0 will get me a winner. And that gets me a price of around 10 to 11. Now we've got a couple of goals in Europe. Sevilla have scored at Juventus. Man, they're pesky in that competition, aren't they? Uh, Sevilla and Fiorentina uh, lead ball. Um, 1-0 which is a bit more of a yeah I needed that one uh, the, the Fiorentina ball game was the one I, I fancied goals in tipped the over 3.5 um, so yeah I needed the, the goals there it looks like um, West Ham's a bit of a non-event so far one shot on target each not not a lot happening there no. uh, 3 o'clock kickoffs. Um Aston Villa against Tottenham is the first one Aston Villa 6-5 plus 120 Draw thirteen to five plus two sixty. Spurs are two to one. Uh, Baz, another tricky one. It is, yeah. I mean, I said last week I'm out on Villa. Um, I, I've totally made a mess of Villa for several weeks now. Um, they clearly peaked against Newcastle. They've been disappointing in recent weeks. Back to back defeats now against Wolves and Man United. Um, however, their home form is still really solid. Five wins in a row at home and five clean sheets in a row at home for Villa. Um, that said, though, it, it hasn't been the most challenging run of fixtures at home for them. They did have a very solid win against Newcastle. The rest of those five wins come against Palace, Forest, Bournemouth, Fulham. Um, so, you know, a decent run of games they've had there. Um, Villa games have only went over 2.5 once in the last six. Um on the opposite side, Spurs beat Palace last time out, a game that broke a four-game winless streak. It also broke an eight-game streak of both teams to score in Spurs games. Um, and again, goals. So where the Villa side recently has, has leaned to the unders, Spurs have had over 2.5 goals in seven of their last nine. So I did struggle a little bit with this one, certainly in terms of finding a, a money line pick here. If I had to go either way... I'd probably lean towards Spurs at the prices. I think two to one for Spurs seems okay to me. 
But I'm going to go about the goals market. I like both teams to score here, but it's a bit short at 8 to 13. Um, it's another short one at two, for the over 2.5 at 8 to 11, but slightly better odds. So I'm going to take the over 2.5. Um, I will need Villa to refine the the, home, the scoring form. They haven't scored in the last two games now. But before that, they hadn't been shut out for 20 in a row. Uh, and this Spurs team give up enough chances. So hopefully both teams can contribute here and get us the over 2.5. So Villa v Spurs, over 2.5 goals, 8 to 11 for me. Right, Baz. Um, my pick here is under 2.5 goals. And right next to it, I have written, this is a really good price because... People are just assuming goals. So this makes you people pass at this point. You're the people. Um, Villa have indeed returned to their box with back-to-back 1-0 defeats, which I'm pleased about. Uh, Tottenham 1-1-0 by Palace. They actually decided to defend properly. We did say Ryan Mason would get some kind of response out of them just as players, as, as professional footballers more than anything. They couldn't defend like they had done at Newcastle and Liverpool a couple of times. Um, Villa four games in a row under two and a half goals I think Tottenham are going to defend probably Villa have stopped scoring and this was a really good price because people are just assuming goals so yeah um, doesn't help anyone out on the show yeah uh, but under two and a half goals for me uh, what makes you price. think Tottenham can defend properly they kept a clean sheet in the Premier League last week Baz do you remember that <laughs> one clean sheet in how long it doesn't matter does it I'm what just, I'm saying is Ryan Mason's any, been there. I'm just, I'm just asking for your reasons why, why you think... Ryan, I'm just giving you my reasons, Clothiers. Ryan Mason's turned up and said, right, lads, stop defending like Menges, man. Uh, and they've said, all right, then. And then they did. There you go. That's exactly what happened. Um, they couldn't carry on like that. Like I say, Mason was going to get a response out of Just as professional footballers, they down tools for whatever reason under Conte and then Conte's stupid mate. Um, and then Mason had to get a response. You saw it in the back end of the Liverpool game. Um, and you've seen it again last week. They're going to, they're just going to play properly from now to the end of the season. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. You haven't, haven't had a clean sheet away from home since uh, 23rd of January, just so you know. Yeah, well, well I'm talking on the, the what I've seen in the last couple of weeks, Baz, aren't I? All right. All right. Keen hell. <laughs> uh, three o'clock, Chelsea against Nottingham Forest. Chelsea wanted to. Minus 200, the draw 72, plus 350. Nottingham Forest, 5-1. to one. Uh, Chelsea won a match. Uh, I've written in big letters. That was exciting for them. Uh, happy strength, buzzing. Um, I've no idea why you'd think they could win another one. Um, win two in a row. So the price of uh, 1-2, to two, minus 200. Does not appeal even a little bit. Forest have given themselves a chance with two wins out of three. Admittedly, they were both at home where they've been better. Uh, they've been toilet on the road this season. However, a 3 2 uh, defeated Liverpool. I thought they played really well. Um, and they were 1 0 up and had played well at Brentford in the last away game until the 82nd minute. And they really should have hung on for at least a point, probably all three. Um, so, yeah, still not factoring in Chelsea. Again, could easily go and win, but not at this price for me. Forest plus one, Baz, um, on the Asian handicap. 21 to 20. It's plus 105. So this will be a push if they lose by one. Uh, but if Forest squeak any kind of result, uh, then we'll cash this at plus 105. 
a bit like a double chance, that, isn't it, Malcolm? It's, it's a little bit like a double chance. Also, you know, sometimes it's, 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 it's almost... <laughs> Shut up. Put a pound in you, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mind taking the Forest side of things here. Um, I mean, Chelsea, as you say, they broke a six-game losing streak uh, and a nine-game winless streak with that recent win over Bournemouth. A win that might take the pressure off them a little bit. Um but realistically, I think the season is sizzling out, whichever way you look at it. Um, Forrester won two of the last three. And as you say, they'll consider themselves a little unlucky not to have won three of them with being 1-0 up so late on against Brentford before they blew that. Um, they, I think one more win for Forrest will probably be enough for them. They're currently three points above the bottom three. Um, they do have a worse goal difference. I think if they could pick up one more win... I'm just I'm not sure Leeds and Leicester have got two wins in them to to get ahead of Forest. Um, the key takeaway from Forest games lately has been the totals. Um, the last four all went over two point five. Forest games had notoriously been low scoring for a lot large parts of this season. Um, it has changed recently. In total, they've had nineteen goals in the last four games. Uh, Chelsea games have also went over two point five in the last couple of games. Uh, so I am drawn to goals again here. And, and in a lot of these games, the, the thing that caught my eye was Monday in particular. We had three games on Monday. Each one of them involved one of the relegation-threatened teams. And we saw a 5-3, a 5-1 and a 4-3. So 21 goals in just three games involving Leicester, Everton and Forest. So I just think it's something to watch out for. These teams are playing for their life now. They've got to go for it. They've got to go out fighting. But at the same time, they're going to be vulnerable in doing so. So definitely something to look out for with these these relegation battles or, you know, not necessarily two relegation teams coming up against each other. Um, we, we saw um, Everton in a, in a shootout with, with Brighton. Fulham-Leicester was the same. Uh, so I think here yeah, I, I can see goals again. Um, over 2.5 is the, the pick for me. Over 2.5 goals at 4 to 5. Um, but I would add, I've, I've put in here on the money line. I think Forest are fairly decent value at five to one. They have been making a fight of every game lately, um, and I'd much rather have five to one about Forest than one to two about Chelsea in this one. So I don't mind a little play on Forest if anyone wants to get ambitious, or if you want to go off the ladies' menu, follow Malcolm and take the plus one on the Asian handicap. Hey, uh, I completely agree with you, Buzz. Uh... New name, Josh Forster, has uh, uh, joined in, said hello. Hey, Josh, nice to see you. Very welcome. Um, we'll crack on once I told you about Talkify. This is important, but um, for the old date and stuff, in it? Life is full of what-ifs. So if you want to try something new when it comes to dating, uh, Darren, have you got a pen? Uh, <laughs> Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles if you're having a hard time meeting Great people to date. And why do you keep trying the same methods over and over? Um, if they are setting you up to fail, it's time to say goodbye to swiping. Bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. Talkify, the, num- the country's number one modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve relationship success. Um, the Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for. They'll select and screen potential match candidates, uh, background checks, video interviews, stuff like that. And then your matchmaker plans your date and introductions, handles all the communications for you. Right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off 
when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Uh, more three o'clock on Saturday. Crystal Palace take on Bournemouth. Crystal Palace five to six, minus one twenty. The draw thirteen to five plus two plus two sixty. And Bournemouth are oh, sixteen to five plus three twenty baz. Yes, uh, so Palace have done what they need under Hodgson, haven't they? They got three wins on the bounce when he come in, got them well away from the relegation zone. That's been a bit more of a struggle in the four games since. They did well with a win against West Ham, 4-3, but they failed to score more recently in defeats against Spurs and Wolves um, and also failed to score against Everton in a nil-nil draw. Goals was a struggle for them after the World Cup for a large period, so probably shouldn't be a big surprise that uh, they're struggling in front of goal again. Bournemouth continue to just keep chipping away. Another team who are now safe, thanks to five wins in the last eight games. But they're a hard team to call from one week to the next. They've not had a draw in three months. Um, it's win or draw every week. Seven wins, six losses in the last 13 games. But if you look at the defeats, the defeats have come against some of the better sides in the league. Um, so in that 13 games, six defeats includes Man City, Arsenal, Brighton, Villa, all teams in, in good form. Uh, there is West Ham and Chelsea in there who you wouldn't describe as teams in good form. Um, but as I say, against the, the bigger teams, they've got those defeats. The, the wins, though, are coming regularly against the, the other teams around them. Um, and Palace are just average, aren't they? As I say, they've done what they need to do. Um, I suppose Bournemouth are, are, are very average as well. But my thinking here is there isn't much between these two sides in a lot of respects. They're just one point apart in the league. They've both scored a similar amount of goals. I think one's got 37, one's got 39. Where they do differ is, is Bournemouth have conceded a hell of a lot more, about 20 more goals. But that was mostly due the first half of the season. Early in the season, they were absolutely hemorrhaging goals. Recently, less so. And even the recent form is very similar. Uh, I think if you looked at the form table over the last five games or so, Bournemouth are up in fifth place. Palace would be down in eighth or ninth. So I think these are a good match. And therefore, Bournemouth at the prices look very good value to me. Um, so Bournemouth 16 to 5 um, plus 320 just looks like a really good uh, good play for me. So that, that's my pick. I'll take Bournemouth on the money line at 16 to 5. Yeah, that makes sense. But if you can't split them and there isn't much to split them, um, yeah. then just take the team that are three times the price. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, this, Baz, is the 1-1 one, one of the week. Um, they're both just in that nothing zone now. Um, both safe. Not really to play for. Bournemouth peaked probably about a month ago when they put that run together that's got them to safety. Palace, similarly, actually, uh, peaked around about a month ago as well when... Roy fired them with a few wins. They have won three in a row on the road, Bournemouth. And that, oddly, Baz, is what put me off because I think it's really, really hard to win four in a row on the road, which sounds a bit bad. Um, Palace have been competitive against the teams around them. And yeah, it just strikes me as it's the 1-1 one, one of the week. Uh, everyone will just be quite happy to crack on with a one-all draw, take that point. Uh, and get one game close at the end of the season. So the draws are 30 to 5 plus 260. Uh, the 1-1 will be round about 5 to 1, maybe 6 to 1 if you're lucky. Um, yeah, and that'll be my play in that one. Next we have... 
We're still on the three o'clocks. Uh, we are. It's Manchester United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Man United, 9-25, minus 277. The draw, 4-1. to one. And Wolves are 13-2. to two. Uh, That is plus 650. Yeah, I've got no interest in backing Man United after two consecutive 1-0 defeats. Um, however, this was a really, really easy handicap, Baz. One of Man United's last eight games has gone over two and a half goals. Two of Wolves' last seven games has gone over two and a half goals. Um, Wolves responded well to that 6-0 demolition at Brighton that they had. Um, and again, this is a great price. It's a little bit like the Villa Spurs game. People are just thinking Man United are going to turn up and roll these over at home. They're saying Man United at home and the prices are wonky. Um, the under two and a half goals here, Baz, is six to five plus 120. Man United, it looked goal in each half, a penalty and a massive deflection, and they'll win 2 0. Or one of those two things, and they'll win 1 0, is what will happen. Um, so, yeah, under two and a half goals for me, six to five plus 120, Baz. Well, all of your scenarios will work for me, so that's absolutely fine. Because uh, I am happy to back Man United, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of reasons. Um, I obviously want Man United to drop points. Josh Forster has just told us he's a Man United fan. Yeah, that's changed um, things, Baz, has it? I, I thought I, I thought he was a good lad as well. Um, <laughs> as we know, if you listen to the show regular, I can't ever get Wolves right. So what am I supposed to do? You back Man United to beat Wolves and hope that I still can't get Wolves right. Um, just one win in four for Man United, whilst Wolves are in good form with four wins in their last six. The positive for Man United is that they're at home. The home form is tremendous. Uh, that one win in the last four games for Man United was the home game against Villa. Uh, the three that they didn't win were all away from home. You have to go a long way back for the last time this Man United team lost at home. Um, I think it's all the way back in September or something last time they lost a home game. On the flip side of that, Wolves away from home isn't good either. Um, all of Wolves' recent good form has come at home. They've not won on the road in the last six, and they've lost four of those six. They've actually only won win in the last ten away games, Wolves, in the league, and that was against Southampton. Uh, so I don't think Wolves can win here, but Man United are a bit short, so, so I'll take them to win here, but I'm going to take them to win to nil. Man United have kept clean sheets in the last six home league games. Um, five of them games were wins. The other one was a nil-nil against Southampton. So the win to nil... Ticks all the boxes for you. One nils, two nils is exactly where I think it's going because they're not blowing anyone away at the moment. Um, but yeah, I like the Man United win to nil. It's at five to four plus one twenty-five. Uh, that's a pick for me. Man United win to nil. Okay, nice spaz. Uh, I would I would add a caveat to that. Every time we've picked a win to nil, bet Margam. Uh, normally scored inside twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. I took uh, <laughs> Arsenal to win to nil against Bournemouth. And Bournemouth scored in like 20 seconds. And then you've done one recently where it went the same way. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I did. I. Something ridiculous. Um, yeah, I can't remember what game it was. But um, yeah, that was another 20 second job as well. Um, West Ham have gone behind, by the way, in case anyone's yeah. um, having a look. West Ham Mill is at Alkmaar 1. Uh, next up is, are we still on three o'clock? Uh, yes, three o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Southampton against Fulham. Southampton nine to five plus one eighty. 
The draw 23 to 10 plus 230. Fulham 13 to 9 plus 145. Baz, um, Southampton are toast, aren't they? Yeah, that's the first line I've got in my notes here. Southampton are done. Uh, I'm not sure they've got any fight left in them at this stage. Conceded four to Forest last time out. That's that's pretty tragic. Like um, they are now ten games without a win, uh, six defeats in the last seven. Fulham, on the other hand, have won three and lost three in their last six. Um, all of the wins for Fulham have went over 2.5 and all of the defeats have gone under 2.5. So that doesn't help us that much. Um, but going back to what I said earlier uh, about these games involving the relegation contenders and, and the recent trend for there being quite a few goals in those games, Southampton last time out uh, were involved in a 4-3 against Forest. Fulham last time out against relegation threatened Leicester was a 5-3. So that's pushing me to the overs here in this one. The over 2.5 is available at 10 to 11. Um, and I think that's a good price here. Uh, again, I just feel like that, that, that those Monday games are in my head and every one of them had had one of these relegation teams involved. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of play it that way this weekend, see how it goes and see where it's something we can follow for the next few weeks. So, um, yeah, over 2.5 goals at 10 to 11. But I'm going to look at this one as well for a first half goals, possibly. Because, um, again, looking at those Monday night games, there was an absolute frenzy for first half goals. Every one of them hit over 2.5 in the first half. So here you can get 7 to 4 for over 1.5 first half goals. Uh, 7 to 1 for over 2.5 first half goals. And 20 to 1 if you want to be ambitious and go for four or more first half goals. So, yeah, my main pick is over 2.5 in the match. But I do like a little first half ladder on this one, Southampton v Fulham. Yeah, the IT department's furious for you there, but she wanted 30 seconds to uh, make a way of a croissant uh, uh, through the medium of sign language and informed her that she didn't have the 30 seconds because you'd be finished and then you waffled on for ages. And now the croissant's gone on microwaved. So, you know, <laughs> uh, one of those things. <laughs> uh, so, Southampton have officially fucked it, is what I've written down. Yeah, they've not won in forever. The home form is truly awful. Uh, 10 points from 17 games. Uh, Fulham are playing with a lot of freedom and they showed their ability to beat bad teams last week when they humped Leicester 5-3. They played okay against everyone with Manchester City before that, even though they lost both games. Um, you say if Southampton have got no more fighting than Baz, which was your opening remark, then... I like Fulham here, yeah, 13 to 9 plus 145. I think we could officially finish them off um, on Saturday um, by by getting a win in that one. So, yeah, Fulham, Fulham will be my play. Next is Sunday. We go to Sunday lunchtime or early afternoon, two o'clock kickoff. Brentford against West Ham. Brentford are even money. In fact, a little bit bigger now since I handicapped these. 21 to 20 plus 105 for Brentford. The Dwarf 5 to 2 and West Ham at 13 to 5 plus 2.60. Um, yeah, Brentford have dropped off a little bit uh, lately after the incredible run they went on after the, the, the winter resumption. Um, this is a good spot for them um, as West Ham are sandwiched in between these two Euro semi-finals that are um, playing as we speak. Um, West Ham are playing well. They were excellent against Man United last Sunday, but that win did pretty much make them safe. Um, 
So I think in the middle of these two European games, they will make changes as well. I just thought this was a good spot for Brentford, Baz. There's not much between the teams, but if you just went on Sunday night and checked the scores and saw Brentford won 2 or 3 nil, um against a bit of a shadow West Ham team, you wouldn't be surprised even a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to say Brentford, just a fade of the uh, West Ham sandwich spot here, Baz. Yeah, I've gone exactly the same way. Um, Brentford lost to Liverpool 1-0 last week, but there had been three without loss before that, having beaten Chelsea and Forest and a draw against Villa. Uh, as we know, West Ham had a really good win against Man United, really good performance, but they had lost three on the bounce before that, losing to Man City, Liverpool and Palace. Uh, conceded nine in those three as well. But I've gone with the same thing, and I think all of their focus at this stage will be on the Europa Conference game. Uh, one nil down as well, so you know it's not like they're coming out of this. You know, if they come out of this leg with a three nil deficit or some three uh, nil win or something, they might be a bit more relaxed. Um, and as you say, I just think they'll be throwing everything into that game tonight uh, and the second leg next week. And for that reason, I I, I, I wouldn't want to get involved in, in taking West Ham here. As you say, they are pretty much safe now. Uh, and the Conference League just represents the, the best possible route back into Europe. Um, if they could win that, they'll be back in the Europa League next year. And I think that would put some gloss on what's been an otherwise poor season for them. I did have a look at um, how they've done in games in between Europa fixtures in previous rounds. And they've actually done OK. Um, when they played Ghent, they played Arsenal in between and drew 2-2. And in the round before that, uh, against Larnica, the, the game that was sandwiched between that was Villa again. It was a 1-1 draw. Um, but they were both home games and both of those ties saw West Ham play at home in the second leg as well. And this time round, it's an away Premier League game followed by an away leg in the Netherlands. So I think there's, there's enough reason there for me to think this is going to be, as you say, just a good spot for Brentford. Um, West Ham, safe enough, we think. Um, and as I say, they, they, uh, now they're into a semi-final of this Europa Conference League. They'll want to throw everything at it. I think they will make some changes for this one. Uh, so I agree. Brentford are worth taking on at evens in this one. Uh, two o'clock on Sunday is Everton against Manchester City. Uh, Everton are 8-1 to one at home. Um the draw is 15 to 4 plus 375. Manchester City are 9 to 25 minus 277. Everton had a frankly amazing 5 1 win at Brighton uh, last week. It was the first win in ages. Um, had played okay against Leicester and for a little bit previous to that against Newcastle. Uh, didn't come as a surprise to Baz, who had them up at 8 to 1 to win that match. Um, Manchester City have been humping everybody. Um, it's uh, again sandwich spot for Manchester City. Real Madrid won uh, one in the Champions League, and then they've got them at home at the Etihad this week. So again, for me, both teams to score looked safest. I got away from it actually for a couple of weeks. Baz was back on it last week and cashed. Everton have scored three games in a row. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin looks a little bit sharper. Baz has talked to through the Dwight McNeil stuff already. Uh, Mike Titchener it again. But I think Everton are going to have a go here. Um, Manchester City will probably beat them. Uh, but Everton have definitely got a goal in them. Uh, maybe expose Manchester City at a set piece. 19-20. to 20, Minus 105. Both teams to score, Baz. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, I've wrote down, I think it's a bit more of an interesting one now, this, after the last week's events, because that Everton 5-1 against Brentford was a really good result and a really good performance from them. And one not a lot of people see or saw coming. I mean, I did take Everton at 8-1. Did I think they'd go and win so easily? Absolutely not. Um, so it does make you think a little bit. And the other thing is the Man City game. We know they've got to make changes, haven't they, this week? Because that's a massive game ahead on Wednesday. So it'll be interesting to see what Man City team is out. Am I overly concerned by that? Probably not, because we know they've got a massively strong squad. Um Everton have got themselves out of the relegation places with, with a win over Brighton uh, and a two-point cushion. But obviously, no one's really expecting them to get get much here. City now have ten wins in a row in the league, and even if they do ring the changes, which which I think they will, you still can't see them letting this game slip and letting Arsenal back in. I mean, there's no doubt the Champions League's the priority, but they're not just going to fold and, and take their eye off the ball in the league. And I think it's important not to get too carried away with Everton after that 5-1. I mean, let's not forget before that, they've not won in seven. Um, and if you think City will win this, then I think the handicap for me was the best way to go in this one. Everton's last seven defeats have all been by two goals or more. Um, I think Man City will make changes, but then we're just going to see the likes of Foden, Mares, Alvarez coming in. Uh, so there's still plenty of goals there. So the pick for me was City to win on the handicap. Uh, minus 1.5 at evens. Um, as I say, it was it, it was it was it was a tricky one because as I say, the, the the Everton result does plant a little seed in your mind. I'm not sure they can they can keep this Man City team out and, and Man City handicaps. Well, but you know they've they've not hit every week lately. Fulham they didn't and Leeds they didn't. To be fair. Uh, but yeah, that's a pick for me, B- mainly based on the Everton. Every time Everton lose, it's by more than one goal. Uh, so yeah. good enough for me. Fair enough. As you say, yeah, uh, D- the Dwight McNeil you-, you mentioned, that's a bit of a Discord player. It's been mentioned a few times. Dwight McNeil's hitting two shots minimum every game for Everton at the moment. And you're getting generally about two to one for him to get one shot on target, around seven or eight to one for him to get two or more. Um, I mean, it's a tougher game against Man City. But it's worth looking out because the prices aren't up yet. Uh, but he's sure to be big prices again. And he, he, he just seems to be involved. He's not afraid to hit them from distance. Um, have a look. We'll keep riding it while it's going going well. Uh, the afternoon game, the big telly game, is 4.30. Kick off 11.30 Eastern time. Arsenal will take on Brighton. Arsenal are 13-18, to 18, minus 1.38. The draw sixteen to five plus three twenty. Bournemouth are Burlington Bertie. Bournemouth, it's Brighton. Uh, Burlington Bertie one hundred to thirty plus three thirty three. Uh, Baz Arsenal v Brighton. Yeah, so before I even looked at any of the form or the prices or anything, first instinct here is just goals. Um, it's hard to get away from it. I mean, before the two win nil win over Newcastle, Arsenal game had gone over two point five ten games in a row. They'd had seven in a row hit both teams to score. And all of those last seven before the Newcastle game had hit over 3.5 goals, as well as the other 2.5. Uh, six of the last eight Brighton games have gone over 2.5. And if you look at the more recent form, Brighton, they've had a 5-1, a 6-0, a 3-1 all in there. And it's a game that just screams goals to me. Um, so, back the 0-0, 16-1 is the obvious play in it. 
Um, no, not really. Um, the goal line, if that does come in nil-nil now, then we can clip that little bit, Malcolm, and it'll look like I've tipped it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I left the pause. I know we're under that now. Um, the goal line is understandably set very low. It's 8 to 15 for under 2.5. But I just don't see any reason why this can't hit the over 3.5. At 13 to 10, plus 130. Um, although Arsenal did have a clean sheet the weekend against Newcastle. Newcastle had their chances, didn't take them. The XG tells you that, you know, we, we were given enough chances. Um, and Brighton are XG monsters, aren't they? They'll create a lot of chances in every game. Um, Brighton haven't failed to score in 11 games now. And even at 2-0 down against Everton the other day, I was looking at what price Brighton were. And they were still a ridiculously... I can't remember what it was. They were ridiculously short, given they were 2-0 down. Because everyone expected they'd create plenty to get them back into it. Pickford had to have a blinder to, to keep them out. Brighton actually had a higher XG in that game than Everton, despite losing 5-1. Uh, so Everton, uh, yeah, Brighton will keep creating chances. And at the other end, we know Arsenal are always good for goals. Arsenal haven't failed to score in 16 league games. Um, so... Arsenal not being shut out for 16. Brighton haven't been shut out for 11. So let's just play the goals. Over 3.5 at 13 to 10. Um, and it's another one where if any game is going to hit the first half goals, um, which, have, which have been good in the Premiership lately, this has got to be a game for it potentially. So it's 5 to 4 for over one and a half first half goals. It's 9 to 2 for over 2.5 first half goals. And it's 14 to 1 for over three and a half first half goals. So, yeah, I picked out the Fulham game earlier as a first-half ladder for the Saturday. This is definitely a first-half ladder for me on the Sunday, I think. Um, you're going to love my pick here, Baz. Uh, my pick here is Arsenal to win. What do you think of that? Pretty good, eh? That, uh, uh, what price are they? 13 to 18. Bit What's on? Bit... Yeah, yeah, four to six. Oh, no, I don't like that. They do, man. You idiot. Um, Arsenal, I thought they were great last week against Newcastle. Um, in terms of controlling the game after they went 1-0 up, um, they didn't have to be brilliant, but they managed the game really, really well. Um, it was a weird old result for Brighton. 6-0 um, home win against Wolves. Then they beat Man United. Um, and then they lose 5-1 at home with So it's hard to reconcile those two things. Um, obviously, I think you have to put that home defeat to Everton as the outlier, but Arsenal just good, uh, better team. Um, we've seen Brighton's vulnerabilities lately, um, and it's just big enough, Baz. It's just that one tick, uh, the right side of four to six, uh, for me to give it out as a play on its own. Are you, what are you scratching your head at, Baz? Just think, it's a bit bit rubbish. Like it's a good pick, man. It's a winner, Baz, isn't it? Not a very good price. And uh, what do you mean? There's no. Brighton it is still a good side. I, I just think, just just take the goals instead. Get plus money over three and a half. You'll be paid out by half time. Easy. Nah, we're right. <laughs> You're wrong about that. Yeah, right. Monday night is the final game of the weekend. The final game is Leicester against Liverpool. This is eight pm on Monday, three pm Eastern time. Leicester are four to one. The draw is 16 to 5 plus 320, and Liverpool are 11 to 20 minus 181. Uh, Leicester were awful at Fulham last week, absolutely 
terrible result. Shocking. Bayer lost 5-3. Um, before that, they'd had a home draw against Everton and a way draw against Leeds, which kind of looked okay, but I don't really think that represents good form. Like, Because um, the two teams around them, two teams who at the time were playing very badly, Leeds still are, Everton have turned it around a bit. Um, yeah, so Leicester haven't done it um, against anyone really. Liverpool, we labour the point, Baz. We've been labouring the point for a while now. They've won six in a row, uh, the last five of which have all been by one goal. Uh, I will say they weren't as lucky last time. They actually scored a goal that was just them and not the officials scoring it for them. Um, and they didn't have any egregious VAR decisions um, whilst defending either. Um, so two one nil wins in a row but I do think they're the outliers for Liverpool especially away from home um, Leicester's games have had loads of goals in them see 5-3 last week so we uh, I needed to put one first half play in Baz I think you might have picked a similar thing here um, both teams to score in the first half we're going to go wild on Monday night just like we saw last week um, with Forest against Southampton. Both teams to score in the first half. It's 11 to 4 plus 275. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's goals in it. Definitely goals in this game. Um, as you say, Leicester were garbage the other day versus Fulham. Certainly from a defensive point of view, anyway. They had gone three without defeat before that and have scored eight goals in the last four games. Liverpool are continuing to scrape past anyone to come up against. Um, they have been helped by three consecutive home games, though, and their away form isn't anywhere near as good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they sort of come up against teams when they're on the road now for a few. Um, I mean, they have won the last two games on the road against Leeds and West Ham, but before that, they were five without a win in all competitions away from home, including three defeats in there. So away from home, they, they are definitely more vulnerable. It is another where I fancy goals, and I'm going down the team goals route but probably not the way you might expect. I'm going for Leicester goals here. Um, Leicester have to go down fighting, and I think they are trying that offensively anyway in recent games. Liverpool have had two clean sheets in a row. Um, but defensively all season, we know they've been vulnerable. And then the recent six-game winning streak, West Ham and Leeds both scored against Liverpool. Forrest scored twice against them. Spurs scored three against them. So... My pick here is Leicester to score two or more. It's a price of two to one, plus 200. Um, Leicester have scored in each of the last five games. No one's shutting them out. As I say, they've scored eight in total in their last four, I think it is. The XG stats for Leicester, for a team who are struggling in the, in the relegation zone, the XG stats recently have been ridiculous. They lost 5-3 to Fulham. They had the higher XG, 2.9 to 1.2. 2-2 against Everton, Leicester had an XG of 3.5. Um, Leeds, XG, the 1-1 finish, they had an XG of 2.2. Wolves, the beat, with an XG of 2.6. And even when they lost to City, they lost 3-1 to Man City and had a higher XG than Man City in that game. They had an XG of 2.4. So they are creating loads of chances. There's no doubt they'll create chances here. And we know Liverpool will give you those chances and, and they're, they're capable of conceding them. So, that's a little bit of a, a different one from me, but um, yeah, I'll take Leicester here to score two or more goals in the game at two to one. Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. Um, 
Okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 10 games. Beautifully handicapped, uh, Baz, do you want to lead us off with your exotic stuff? Yeah, the exotic stuff. We are start off with my scorer pick for this week. It's uh, not hugely ambitious, but it's Harry Kane at 11-8 to eight for an anytime scorer. It doesn't matter if it's a good game for Spurs or a bad one. He always finds a way to get at least one goal. Even if they get beat 4-1, he'll pop up somewhere and, and nick one up. Ninge one in from, from somewhere. Um, so, yeah, Harry Kane, 11-8. to eight. I think there'll be a few goals in this game, so I don't mind that price for him in this one. Uh, my luck for this week is the same game. I'm going for Villa v Spurs over 2.5 goals at 8-11. to 11. You won't like that because I think you went unders in this one, did you? Oh, Man United? No, no, Villa v Spurs. Yeah, under two and a half, Baz. You've lost yeah, that. My lock, my lock is over 2.5 in that game at 8 to 11. Um, my dog of the week, oh, it's going to be hard to live up to the highs of last week after an 8-1 to one winner. Uh, well, let's give it a shot. We'll go with Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth is my dog of the week. 16-5 to five, um, is, the, is the play for me. Best underdog of the week. And finish off with a treble. It's an over 2.5 treble um, of Leeds v Newcastle, Southampton v Fulham and Arsenal v Brighton. So all of them goals to go, all of them games to go over 2.5 goals comes in just short of 4-1. to I know you shared on the screen a few other uh, parlays and trebles, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Slick Rick and Josh have both put up their picks. A few, few decent ones that I don't mind the look of, to be fair. Excellent. Um, I haven't wrote yours down, Baz, because I'm too tired. So uh, you can keep track of those this week. Uh, my luck is um, Arsenal to win. <laughs> you love that, don't you? Uh, 30 to 18, minus 138. Arsenal are just going to win, Baz. Uh, that's what makes it a luck. My dog, I thought you were going to go with Nottingham Forest because you mentioned them earlier. So I didn't really have any underdogs. Um, I've got eight plus money bets out of the 10 games. Um... But no underdog. I mean, Fulham are odds against um, Brentford are plus money. But yeah, so I'll put Forrest up. I think you, you said earlier on. Yeah, you I don't surpri- mind Forrest. Yeah, I was you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't mind Forrest as an underdog this week. Did you say what price are they? Five to one. Five to one, yeah. Yeah, yeah we got Chelsea beat the tomb earlier in the season off Villa at fours. Uh, my parlay is just a straight up money line treble Arsenal, Brentford, and Fulham. That piece seven to one. For a goal scorer, I do think Fulham can um, can can get to Southampton at the weekend. They scored five against Leicester last week. Southampton are toast. Um, so the big lad up top, Carlos Vinicius, who scored a few goals, and he's five to two plus two fifty any time, and thirteen to two plus six fifty for the first goal scorer uh, in that Fulham and Southampton game. Um, yeah, I like I like that Vinicius pick. It is as again, it's a great game where. I, I fancy there'll be a few goals. Um, Vinicius is a decent price, 5-2. to two. I don't mind that at all. Uh, and I think we're done, Baz. Anything else you want to tell the people? Um, um, well, it's you're at Ellen Road on Saturday. Yes. I'm not even going to be able to watch the Newcastle game. What are you doing? So I've got to go to Alton Towers. Oh, sugar. For our, for our American listeners, is a, a theme park in the middle of England. Um, daughter number one's birthday, isn't it, on Monday? Oh, of course, and, uh, yeah. What she wanted was to take a friend to Alton Towers on Saturday. And nice. I tried and tried to say, can we not just go Sunday? And she's like, well, Saturday is sooner. I want to go sooner. Can we go Saturday? Um, Are you so going on any of the rides, Baz? Are you a rider? 
Ah, bollocks to that. No, not, <laughs> not that. But I might go on one or two. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be wandering around there whilst Newcastle are playing Leeds. I'm not going to be happy about it. Uh, also, Notts County are in the final on the Saturday as well. Now, yeah, got the offer. Well, see the offer. Someone asked if I fancied going down for it, and I possibly would have went down to Wembley for that final because the tickets are reasonably priced. Uh, but again, I'm at Alton Towers, um, which is a shame because uh, could be a good day for the people of. Nottinghamshire, or yeah. half of them. Yeah, that was a mad semi-final uh, last week. Great it? game. The National League semi-final was brilliant. Um, two 0 down, equalised in the ninety-seventh minute to take it to extra time, and then stole a winner in the last kick of the game in extra time as well. So yeah, really, really good game. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's it from me. A weekend of trips and around. Probably walk for about six miles around. Uh, in theme park on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I will try my very best not to jinx uh, Newcastle's Champions League hopes by attending the game at Ellen Road. I'm just going to drive down. I've got Big Dom with me, the Pop King, and uh, Danny Danny Douglas was coming as well. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward thing, to that. Miles, just uh, obviously thanks to everyone who's joined. We've had quite a few in yeah. tonight and putting uh, comments and what have you in. If you haven't been on the YouTube before, Give it a try. The more interaction we get, the better. It's normally round about this time on a Thursday and a Sunday, depending on where Malcolm is. Um, but yeah, keep getting involved. Keep hitting the like. If you're on YouTube, we've definitely got like less likes than we've had people comment for a start. So all these people chatting, just press that thumbs up button. Um, and yeah, same same drill, Spotify, Apple, all of that. If you, if you like what we're doing, give us a review or be like Pat. Pat on oh, Twitter yeah. who sent us a glowing review last night. I don't know who Pat is. I don't think he's in the Discord. We haven't heard of him before, but he put a lovely uh, a lovely few words. Um, brought a tear to my eye, that did. Um, that was nice. <laughs> be like Pat. If you like what we're doing, let us know. Put it on things like Twitter and stuff like that, because stuff like that helps us grow, gets more people listening. Uh, we are growing, but we need to keep doing so, and uh, it all comes from people leaving the reviews and the likes. As per usual, Baz, there's like three extra people joined for the last 10 seconds of the show. This happens every it. week. Like every week. What People must really love us saying bye. Like, that's that's Patrick know. just turned up, isn't it? I'm assuming. I reckon it's Patrick. Well, unless uh, Mrs. Patrick's a big fan of the show, Maybe. which I, I highly doubt. Uh, yeah, we're a big fan of Patrick. Um, so, yeah, Patrick's a big fan of the last 10 seconds of the show. Patrick's, um, a, Patrick's another oh, one yeah. who, who does all the right things on Twitter and and gives us the boost and the promos we need. So, yeah, be like Patrick, be like Pat Foster or Foster, I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, thanks. Uh, it is greatly appreciated, all that sort of feedback. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, uh, good luck with your bets. Good luck with whatever football team you support over the weekend, unless it's Man United, like Josh. Um, we'll be back on Monday night, Baz. We'll talk about that off here. Uh, in the meantime, though, <laughs> see you later. Uh, we'll, we'll see you down the road, cheers. Oh,